Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. There's an experiment that's been going around on social media where this man who evidently has deep pockets and has a thousand dollars to give away each time doesn't tell the person he's there to give them money. Now, he's not dressed like a bum. He's not dressed like a very wealthy man. He's just, you know, your typical average Joe. But he goes up to random people on the street or maybe at the little bistro next door, whatever it is, and asks them if they could spare enough for a meal for him. Or sometimes it'll be at a gas station and he'll say, could you spare me five bucks to put gas in my car? And you know what our first thought is. Well, you know, this is somebody that's trying to scam us. It's a beggar or whatever, for whatever reason. We may even become afraid or we may become angry or indignant or not even want to talk to the person. But this guy has a gimmick going with his. Most of the time, not always, but most of the time, it's the people who could afford it who don't give him anything. But if he goes to a down and out fella sitting down on the concrete that maybe somebody has given a bag of french fries and he's got maybe three or four left and he says hey mister could you spare me a french fry or two and the fella looks up at him and looks in his bag and he said sure there you are or it may be somebody with a shopping cart that looks like a bag lady and he says to her could you spare me a couple of dollars so I can catch the bus And, you know, the first reaction would be, look, do I look like the kind of person that could spare a couple of dollars? And why can't you get the bus on your own? You look like you got better clothes. You know all of the excuses. But the thing is, this particular guy, if the person gives him what he asks them for, he gives it back to them and says, you know what? I don't really need that. I just wanted to test your character. And I have a thousand dollars for you. And they look at him in disbelief like, what you talking about, man? Or they look at him like, what do you give? Is there, what, you're the one with the gimmick, right? And many times we're skeptical. Anytime anybody wants to give us something for nothing, or if somebody wants something for nothing. And I know we can go back to the scripture that says, if someone asks you for your coat, give him two of them. If somebody asks you to go a mile, go two miles. And we think, well, that's just not right. Surely that's not what Jesus would want. What's the point behind all of this? Many times in scripture, it's funny to me that the test, of course, comes from the Pharisee who says, thank God I'm not like one of them. And they put just a few little pences in the coin dish. But the one that I really like, we've been studying in this group that I'm with, it's called BSF, which is Bible Study Fellowship, and it's an international group. So I've been with people from all over the world with this, and my mom and I are able to do this together on Zoom, and it has people from all over the United States, but there's a limit. So there's only like 
15 to 20 of us each time. And it's a long, year-long program that we do, and we're studying in the Old Testament. Right now, we're on Elijah. Now, if you don't know who Elijah is, he just kind of appeared out of nowhere, and he had been really hungry. And here's how God provided for him. God said, tell that widow woman down the street to feed you. And so when he was on his way to go down there, you know, it's just immediately something that we don't expect because this poor woman was on her last little bit to feed herself and her son. And here's what transpired. She went away and did what Elijah told her. Listen to that again. She went away and did what Elijah told her. And the end result There was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and for her family. She only had this little jar of flour, and there wasn't even enough for one little loaf of bread. But he said, use it for me first. And then there was a jug of oil that just didn't run dry when she used it for him first. And in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah, It came to pass. And sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill, and he got worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. And she said, so what did you have come here and have me feed you and then gave us enough to eat, but now my son's dying? Did you come to remind me of that? Or maybe you came to kill my son? And he said, give me your son. And he took him from her, and he carried him to the upper room where he was staying, And he laid him out on the bed, and then he cried out to the Lord, Lord, my God, have you brought tragedy upon this widow? Have I come here to cause them harm? But he had faith, and he stretched himself out on the boy, and he cried and prayed three times, Lord, my God, let this boy's life be saved. The Lord heard Elijah's cry, and the boy's life returned. And he lived. Now, we know many times, and some of you listening may say, well, my son didn't live, and I prayed for him. The story here is a point that is given that when we in faith follow what God has told us to do, just as this widow woman who didn't even have any flour and oil more than what would make one little cake, and that was just enough for Elijah— But when she did what God told her to do, it never ran out. It kept producing and producing, and they had plenty to eat, and he did. And now her son, who also looked like he was going to die, with God through this and in this, he had to also allow Elijah's prayers to spare the son and prove the point to the woman that God is real. Now, our proof no longer is in God providing food and water, although he does, and it's not in even with letting our loved one live when we pray for them, because we don't hold that authority. The whole point is, have you trusted in Christ as your Savior, and are you doing what he has asked you to do. Twice he said different outcomes on this one phrase, if you love me, feed my sheep. That's one that he says. 
And another time he says, if you love me, obey me. And if we don't praise him, even the rocks will cry out. And this is why I love to look at scripture where the Old Testament fits beautifully with the New Testament. And it can be so easy to think that life's going well, and if we'll just do everything we're supposed to do, God's going to bless us. And if we don't do it, then he's going to punish us and let one of our loved ones die. No, that's not what this is about at all. It's not a formula, and it's not a rule that we can just follow. But this widow was faithful, and she was obedient. And yet her son died. Before he came back to life, he still died. But we can be encouraged because if your loved one too has died, and if he has been part of the family of God, he too will have eternal life. Now, there's nothing too hard for God. He could save that child or that person or you or anyone else, even right now, from death. Or he could even bring them back to life, as we have seen time and time again. But if you're overwhelmed, my friend, and not knowing where to go, I ask that, first of all, you would get to know the author of the book and the creator of this beautiful world that we have been given. And when you do, when you understand that he is the one who saves us first from ourself, and then, of course, from all of eternity in a lake of fire, but beautiful life that we can have right now, because God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And my friend, that's what he promises us, everlasting life. God, I pray for the one right now that needed to hear the two things that we need to do. We need to believe you. We need to obey you. And when you tell us to feed your sheep, we will let others hear the good news of what you've done for us and that you'll do the same for them. If you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, just right now, ask Him to be Lord of your life. You don't have to quit doing something or start doing something before this. Just ask Him to forgive your sins and ask Him to be the Lord of the new life He is giving you, new life in Christ. The old is gone, the new has come. And my friend, it is a future far beyond what you could ever even imagine. He's promised to give us abundant life now and eternal life forever. All you have to do is believe and receive and let others know that same good news. God bless you, my friends. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.